The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There's that guy from 24-7 Sports, Mike J. Schaefer. Hey, how cool is it? Look, his beard is better than yours, by the way. Look whoa, at that thing. Whoa. It is. It is. I'm just saying. It's like trimmed up and everything. Shafe, you look you look good, man, isn't it? I when did you turn into a morning guy? Uh I what? don't know that I ever turned into a morning guy. <laughs> I uh, I shaved the, the beard. I no longer look like the caddy from Happy Gilmore. That helps. Uh, that helps. I'm about I would say conservatively seventeen years younger looking. Once yeah. I trimmed that beard down. That looks uh, fantastic. I got a haircut, but I kept it long in the back, so I've got a mullet going on just to make sure that oh, no, no one can respect me too much. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a little side view for you guys. Oh, oh my no. goodness. And it's, it's legitimately short up there, too. <laughs> oh, no. You went you went full mullet. Hey, Mike on. J is all in. You're just all in this mo- A little more jovial, Mike J. Is it because you're talking to two yahoos, or are you just you got some good sleep? Knowing that Nebraska's got another tight end in the room. I uh, I woke up at like 6.15 in the morning, and I don't even know. It, it felt like I was asleep for about three minutes. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that phenomenon where yeah. you – Oh, yeah. You wake up and you have no understanding how you've been asleep for multiple hours. But yeah. here we are. The tight end thing is fascinating to me because – like your head immediately goes to this idea of okay, Nebraska has the the number one ranked tight end from twenty twenty, the number one ranked tight end from twenty twenty one. Like this should be a, a big, big deal. And yet both of those guys have some real kind of question marks going into this spring, which makes that sort of fascinating as to, to how everything could play out. And of course I'm talking about Eric Gilbert, who Nebraska received a commitment from yesterday and and Thomas Fedoni. Uh, who you know was is hoping to stay healthy here this spring and and make it to a fall and and then show off all the talent that that caused him to be the number one ranked tight end in the 2021 class. Hey, so a little two and one here. How do you think that matches up with with Coach Wager, who's going to oversee that room? And Mike J, you could get another tight end potentially and a wide receiver for all I know coming out of this weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know how it matches up because uh, the fascinating thing is at Baylor, they didn't really use the tight end at all. And then Marcus Satterfield at South Carolina, they had multiple tight ends that were involved in the offense. Um, I don't know if it's a situation where at Baylor, like they just used what they had and, and uh, you know, whoever they had in the tight end room at that time was, was more of a blocker and they were able to get more value out of that than, you know, through the, through the air. I look at this team and I, I still sort of wonder – who emerges besides, you know, we expect Marcus Washington to, to really be involved in the as a receiver. I, I just wonder who else emerges as a pass catching option. And so having guys like Eric Gilbert and Thomas Fedoni potentially as options and you throw them along with some of those other receivers that we don't know a lot about, it just feels like you're sort of courting, you know, potential and, and you see how it plays out this spring. Uh, it's it, imagine being. Bob Wager and you're a high school coach that's moving up to the college level 
And the room that you initially get to, you lose Travis Vokalek, and there's some real questions as to, you know, who's going to be next. And then you inherit this guy and Eric Gilbert, who in 2020 had a, had a fantastic year as a freshman for LSU. So, you know, you know, the potentials there. I mean, it's a, it's a, I feel like it totally changes the outlook on the tight end position for me. Shafe, what do you do with a couple of guys? You got Gilbert and Sherman, both from Georgia, both really highly ranked coming out of high school that you just don't really have any production from in the last couple of years. Or a guy like Fedoni, who's still here, that was really highly ranked. Like, How do you evaluate those types of guys, specifically the transfers, but these highly touted guys, these these highly ranked, these five-star, four-star guys that – we just really don't know anything about after they left high school. Well, I mean, that's why it's so important for a lot of these guys to get here in the spring. And then you get the opportunity to see, you know, what they can sort of give you. I, I think that makes it really valuable because you can see what they are versus the guys that you pick up in May. You're sort of just guessing that mm-hmm. they're going to provide something for you. I mean, you know, there's a lot of excitement about a couple guys Nebraska got last May and, and at least one of them never saw the field at all because of an injury. And I think he even had struggles before the injury fully manifested itself. And is that you know, Kane? Came from a yeah, Kane Williams. I mean, he came from Alabama, and there was a lot of expectation that was going to be a starting safety because he came from Alabama. And it just doesn't necessarily work like that. And it's the same with MJ Sherman, and it's the same with with Eric Gilbert. I mean, just because they're coming from a national championship caliber team or a national championship winning team doesn't necessarily mean that they're better than what's currently on the roster and they still have to go through and prove that. And that's why getting those guys in for the spring is really valuable because then you get the opportunity to see what it is that they could do and, and how they can help you early on or what areas um, you know, that they have to work on or where they need to improve or what sort of roles they can have, you know, maybe MJ Sherman just initially is a guy that goes out there for you on third down. Maybe he's not an every down player. Maybe he's an early down player. I don't know. I mean, so I, I think a lot of it, just is the extra evaluation time this spring, you know, for those guys. And then you mentioned Thomas Fedoni, who's essentially had two non-years uh, in a row. Um, you know, it's, it's just a – I feel like we say this every spring, but it just feels really big. And especially when it feels like they're going to have 40 new people on the roster, uh, this, this spring just feels really, really large in terms of getting a feel for – what it is Matt Rule and this team can do right away at the onset of the start of his time at Nebraska. Shafe, uh, did did you feel re-energized, a, a different level of having to utilize all your resources? It seems like Nebraska has had a way with guys popping up on the radar that they probably have a good idea about but seemingly are coming out of nowhere with almost little to no previous information. Is that challenging or exciting? I talk about guys like um, ja- like Jacob Hood or guys like that, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, the the thing of it is, like, you're only in this business, you're as good as the information that you have. We're still very much in a situation where we're learning about these coaches and developing, you know, those relationships and, and everything else. And also the transfer portal is secretive. I mean, I like, these guys don't do interviews. These guys don't talk as much. Uh, prior to, to what they're doing. It's far more of a, you know, keep it close to your vest because your first option may not be available to you even if you wanted it. And so um, I, I think because of that, information is a little bit more scarce. You have to find the people that you can trust. They have to decide whether they can trust you, and that's a big aspect of all of it too. Because there's sometimes you, think, you hear things, and it's basically like, hey, we don't want this out yet. 
Mm. You know it. And maybe it goes nowhere. Um, but, you know, it. you have to also prove to the people when you're trying to develop sources. So it's been it's been interesting. I would say part of it for me is the difficulty of figuring out how many players Nebraska is going to take in this 2023 mm. class and then weighing that against the fact that they're already, what, nearly 10 over their number as it is right now. And then they keep getting more and more names popping up. And so then I'm sitting there and it's like, are these are these people really going to take 40 new players on an 85-man scholarship limit? Like, how does this work? You know, and so a lot of it to me is I, I didn't expect as much activity these last two weeks as we've got. And it's a it's a bit of a learning lesson for me. You know, like I I sort of made some assumptions that turned out to be fairly faulty. So my head is spinning a little bit when the fact that they have five more visitors coming in this weekend, potentially more than that, and seemingly a great shot with a lot of these guys. Shafe, uh, we've got some guys coming in this weekend. Who do you like in terms of guys that you think Nebraska could secure a commitment from sometime here in the in the near future? Yeah, I mean, so coming in this weekend, you have Demetrius Bell, uh, Jeremiah Charles, um, there's a there's a lineman from California whose name I'm blanking on Ishmael Smith uh, Flores the the tight end that Damon mentioned from Martin High School uh, where Bob Wager used to coach and then you have uh, you have Jason Macy Isaac uh, coming from North, uh, South Dakota where first he's time he's seen the campus yeah yeah and so it's um, that's a kind of an interesting group you know Demetrius Bell kind of fascinates me because he's telling everyone his sort of final grouping is Alabama, Kentucky, and Nebraska. And at least two of those teams don't seem like one of those teams. Uh, so that, that has, you know, that has me a little bit curious. Um, Jeremiah Charles is another one of those guys from Martin high school where he clearly got a big stamp of approval from Bob Wager and they're looking to add to this wide receiver room. Um, so he's someone, you know, I'm kind of curious about it's a North Texas offer and a Nebraska offer. This feels like another Bryce Turner bet on the evaluation, bet on your track record of, of developing. Because that, that seems like a guy that's going to commit, right? Because where else? Mm -hmm. If this is a full offer and it's, it's widely open to him, he's going to take that. And so um, I'm curious to catch up with him. And then the defensive lineman whose name I'm just blanking on, if you guys have it in front of you. Sue Lafoto? Yes. Um, he's committed to, well he done. was committed to Washington. Shave. <laughs> he, he's got a visit set up, uh, after this to, to go back to Washington. But this is a guy, I think six four two eighty five. Like this is the sort of guy that Nebraska under Tony Tuyeti had chased for a while and just never landed. Could they land somebody like this that, you know, could be a three, four defensive end or could be a three, four nose tackle, or it could be a four, three defensive tackle. Like I, He's a sort of development defensive line prospect that I feel like they've missed out a lot on. And I, I would love to see them add that to a Riley Van Poppel and to a Vincent Carroll Jackson and that kind of thing that they have going on the defensive line. I, of all the visitors, he's the one that I'm probably most intrigued by. <laughs> Fantastic stuff, Shafe. Enjoy the Friday and the weekend. All right, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy Thanks. your weekend. Thanks, buddy. Coming up, head junior J, Josh Lutke after this.